Hello guys and welcome to episode 100 of the Worldwide Chelsea Podcast. It's your host Matt back again for what is a wonderful episode and a centenary episode. I apologise for my voice because, you know, FA Cup semi-final, Wembley winning, Ruben Loftus-Cheek scoring. Um, and obviously that means you lose your voice. Obviously, uh, certain members of the panel wouldn't understand that, you know. They, they'd have to be in semi-finals, let alone to win it. Um, but I will, let, I will let you in with my guests. First of all, starting with fellow Chelsea fan, Wayne Moulds. How are you doing, my friends? I'm good. I'm privileged to finally be on the podcast. I'm privileged to be on the, the what, 100th episode. So, yeah, I'm, I'm honoured and, yeah, I can't, I can't wait to talk about the football and that. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yes, thank you, Wayne, for coming on once again. And I'm joined, obviously, with this being an Arsenal preview. We couldn't help but not bring on Miss Melina herself. Melina, how are you doing? Thank you so much for having me on the 100th episode of the Worldwide Chelsea Pod. It's an honour to be here again. Unfortunately, not the greatest circumstances with the way Arsenal have been performing throughout the season. Um, but it's great to be back and it's nice to see Wayne on here as well. Definitely. I mean, obviously, it seems like we always catch you at the worst possible time in terms of form. Um, so, unfortunately, we can't hear Molina talk positive about Arsenal. Mind you, there is no positivity in Arsenal anyway, but there you go. I mean, starting off with this, Molina, obviously, as far as we knew, four or five weeks ago, Arteta at the wheel, Arsenal going to get the Champions League, we're going to overtake Chelsea. Um, what's happened in the last few weeks? First of all, I want to start by a disclaimer saying that, you know, making a song that, taking a song from Chelsea fans on Thomas Tuchel, twisting it before we even step foot into a Champions League place is embarrassing and appalling and I do not stand foot with fans of that sort. Now, um, this disclaimer moving aside, I think the thing with Arsenal to summarise it best is we often take one step forward and 11 steps backwards. Um, and we're doing the same mistakes we did last season. You're seeing a very thin squad, an 18-man squad. Considering we only play one game a week, it's fine. No problem. But you not signing any reinforcements in January, the board's flashing the cash, but not spending it wisely in the right areas we need or the right profile of a player, getting very much so useless, crappy players like Nuno Tavares at left back, uh, and then hooking him off twice. Uh, you know, against Nottingham Forest and then in the Premier League match recently is shambolic and embarrassing. And in our last five games, we've lost four and won one game, which was Aston Villa. And Aston Villa, we all know, isn't in the greatest of form. So it's not really a, a, a team, you know, that would have beat us. But then, with that being said, we lost to Southampton. We lost to Brighton and we lost to Everton under Rafa Benitez. It's embarrassing to see us fall this far behind, considering we only play one game a week. You know, shipping out Aubameyang to Barcelona and relying on the rest of the season on Eddie Nketiah and Lacazette, or should I say Lacabreth, um, he doesn't offer anything moving forward. And even someone like Timo Werner offers stuff moving forward. And uh, Timo Werner has more goals than Lacazette this season. Uh, and Lukaku as well, I believe. Um, I think there's over 100 players who have more goals than Lacazette this season with uh, non-penalty goals I'm talking about. And that's that's embarrassing. Um, and it's, it's really upsetting to see Arsenal fall this far behind with the amount of money Arteta had, you know, 250 M's he had. And it just seems like we didn't spend it adequately. We didn't get reinforcements. And we loaned out, you know, William Saliba, Guendouzi, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, players that we could have used in the business half of the season. Yeah, I mean, with with the kind of charm, obviously it was it was one of the ones that's like, as I was saying to another Arsenal mate, it was like, it's all right stealing a charm because we've done it with the whole Sol Campbell charm. John Terry's won the double. But you've got to at least do what you said in the chant. At least with that Chelsea, John Terry did win the double. And Spurs are still shit, <laughs> as, we, as we can all agree on. But the fact that it was almost a downgrade in standards, you're on your way to Champions League, was funny enough. Now you're not even on your way to Champions League. 
We might be on our way to Europa League um, at best. I mean, you could say Conference League potentially, depending on how bad it gets. But yeah, I mean, you've had you've had good improvements though. Surely, obviously, you spent a lot of money and you got players like Ramsdale who improved. Do you think you have improved from last season? So the last time I was on here was the battering that we had to Chelsea at home on Lukaku's debut and him scoring um, against us. And coming back on here, I will say that, yes, we did improve a bit defensively, but we're not far off on how many goals we conceded last season. And it's not looking that great. You know, we have the most red cards in the Premier League this season as well, something that we're known for as a club. You know, I think it's the lack of man management, a lack of discipline in this squad. And yes, we have very young players in our starting 11, but that's no excuse. Um, you know, there's there seems to be no direction moving forward in terms of man management. Um, it seems like when things get tough and players get injured, like Tierney and uh, Partey, uh, Arteta kind of panics and creates a panic starting 11, um, you know, changing players out of their respective positions. And that screws up our whole attack, our midfield. And then we end up sacrificing the entire game. Yeah, so, I mean, this season, who are, in terms of Arsenal's team, who are the biggest threat to Chelsea in this game? Uh, I don't think... I asked you earlier on, Matt, when I, when I messaged you, you know, are we doing a combined 11? Because last time I was on here, we did a combined 11. I was going to tell you off the bat, sorry, with all due respect, Bar, Bukayo Saka, I don't think anyone else walks into that Chelsea team. That Chelsea team, even your bench, has players who have hunger, fight, ambition, and desire. And some of our players... You have to look at them hard in the face to see whether they even have that. Whether they even have the courage to wear that shirt and to play for the badge. Some of our players are just up here for the wage bill, it seems like. But I think Saka, Bukayo Saka on Smith Rowe and Martinelli, I would say, are the three players and our youngsters that um, could be a threat to Chelsea. Now, I know Arteta has not lost yet at Stamford Bridge, but on the way that... Um, Chelsea are playing and in form. You know, they just got into a semi-final of the FA Cup to Liverpool. I think Chelsea are in very good form. And um, if I flip the question around, I think Mason Mount is on superb form. And he could be a very much so a threat. Along with the midfield of Jorginho Kante, we all know what, that, what, um, what, what he's capable of. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously, Emmons will throw... Martinelli, Saka, I think they have been fantastic for you guys. I think without them, God knows where you would be. Um, luckily, we aren't um, doing a combined 11. Otherwise, as you said, it would be a bit painful for you, to say the least. Uh, so we'll spare that from you a little bit. Um, Wayne, coming to you, obviously, what do you think of Arsenal's season in the most, obviously, respectful way? Don't want to punish know, Molina I, too much. I think they've improved from last season. I think they've they brought a few players that have impressed me. I think Ramsdale, when he when I first saw the signing, I thought that's a bit suspect because he's gone down twice, Bournemouth and Sheffield United. But then he's improved, and he's I think he's been and one of the better keepers in the Premier League this season. Um, I think the right back they signed from I don't can't say his name. He, I think he's uh, Japanese. But he's another player I think has been very good for you. And I think he's been probably the biggest miss you've had in that defence with Curantini. Because I think if Curantini was fit, he could easily get in our starting eleven. I, I rate Curantini very highly. Um, I think he's an extremely good defender. And he's got a really good ball on him as well. And he does motor up that left-hand side. Um I think there's certain players I think he's proved this season like party, I think he's improved himself this season. But unfortunately, like Melina said, there's certain players when they they get injured, you haven't they haven't got the players behind. They've done some shocking decisions in, in January, selling players and not coming back with recruitment to buy players in. And it's not like they, they sold uh, let Balagon go on loan to Millsburg as well, so there's another striker young striker and I'm not saying he's going to be the answer but it's still uh, that still could have been your backup we've only got two strikers if with Lacazette not on form and Nicketia 
you've, they haven't got that striker, so you're rotating your youngsters to hope they can get the wins and get the goals. And it's, it, it can show the young, youngsters have got a lot of pressure on them, and it's not. I don't think that's the right thing to do. But I, I think Arsenal's improved from last season. I think they're going to be a threat for us, to be honest. Um, I think Arsenal always turn up against us. I think there's only one game I can ever remember to well, this season, uh, early on the season, and then I can remember us being handsomely at home when Hazard scored a great goal in that. But it, other than that, I think I truly do think Arsenal turn up against us. There's always been a great rivalry with Arsenal, and I'm not going to take them lightly on Wednesday night. I truly am not, even though they've got issues in the back line, their front line can cause us issues. So I'm not going to stand back on my loyalty here and I'm, I'm, I am extremely worried about the game. Yeah, I mean, Chelsea-Arsenal, apart from a certain manager's 1,000th game, uh, generally Chelsea-Arsenal has been fairly close in terms of games. Um, but yeah, I think it will be a close game. I mean, Molina, am I right in still saying that both Nketiah and Lacazette are out of contract in the summer? Uh, they are both out of contract in the summer. So Arsenal could be without a single striker going into the summer transfer window. Correct. Oh, that is that is actually... I mean, Wayne, we thought our contract situations were bad. But the thing is, Matthew, um, in the summer, like Marina, as much criticism she gets, in the summer you got rid of a lot of your like um, academy pro- prospects and you got good money for them. Um, even the, the, the players that you have out, out on loan, you can recall them back, Connor Gallagher... Um, you know, I think you have better management in terms of funds. Bar Lukaku, like the agreement of Lukaku, I don't think that was really, I think that was a last minute decision because you couldn't get Kunde. Um, but I think you guys seem to do business better than us. Especially you guys get more money and value for selling your players than we do. We often get peanuts or nothing for, for our players. Yeah. That's exactly right, with, especially with the and Bangliang, because let's be honest, he's not worth a three. He's worth 20 million at least. He's still a very good striker. And for some reason, Arsenal said, no, free transfer, you can go on. And it's just, it screwed them up this, I think, this season. That screwed them big time. Yeah, I mean, because I remember that transfer saga, I remember it was all oh, he's going to go on loan to Barcelona. They're trying to agree a loan deal. And I thought, okay, that might be all right for. Arsenal because they might get a bit of form and then you can sell him in the summer and then it was like oh the move's broken down and I was like oh okay that means they'll keep him hopefully he turns around and puts some good form and then suddenly he's moving on free to Barcelona and I'm like what and what? with no reinforcement if he was moving on a free with a reinforcement I'd be like all right we we moved on we got someone in front of goal but we're relying the rest of the <laughs> season on a championship level player like Eddie Nketiah and, you know, Lacazette. Lacazette already, when we play him, it feels like we're already starting a game with 10 men. Yeah, I mean, lack of threat has been awful, um, generally. Uh, I, can't, I, I mean, you, you'd understand him more going on a free than Aubameyang, but it is what it is. Arsenal do make some strange decisions. Um, I do think it's Chelsea do work well, particularly in the selling market. Obviously, that Mark Gouet is a perfect example moves to £25 million pounds yeah. to Crystal Palace without playing a single Premier League game for anyone. I mean, as Chelsea said, it was an offer they couldn't refuse. Um, so that that is good. Unfortunately, we do just waste it on players that all they can do is put their thumbs up. That's it. Um, <laughs> but there you go. I mean, Melina, if you're looking for a striker... Uh, no, I'm one. not looking. For, I'm looking for a DM. I know Angola's available. Oh, no, 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 no. He's not available. <laughs> Despite what some minorities say, he's not available at all. Never. I'm saying a word. <laughs> anyway, we'll move into the game. Um, Melina, what, what is the current team news for Arsenal? Obviously, we know Tierney, Tomiyasu look like they're out. Is there any other players that look like they're going to be out for the game? Actually, Tomiyasu is available. He was in training, and after Southampton, they did say that he would be available for selection. So I do have him in my predicted starting 11. Uh, Lacazette is out. He was not seen in trainings. And even if he does start again, 
it's it's no use. Um, as well as Tierney and Partey being out for the rest of the season. Other than that, we do not have any further injuries. Okay, that worries me a bit more that Tommy Asu might play. Because um, I think, as I said, he's been key to your defence. So hopefully it is a red It's a lot better than play. seeing Cedric or Rob Holding in uh, defence. Exactly. Um, but obviously Partey being out means Xhaka has to play um, and stay in that position kind of on his own. Um, and yeah, Tierney on the left side, it means that we can get down that, that side much better. Um, but it is what it is. Wayne, um, why don't you give us what the team news is for Chelsea? Well, uh, so far, it looks like Hudson and Joy is still not recovered from his injury. Achilles, I think they're saying, but I'm not sure about the injury. Obviously, Chilwell's still out. Um, it looks like Kovacic looks like he could be out. It looks like an ankle injury. Um, that's it. And uh, there's no other injuries like big news injuries cut out, um, suspensions or nothing like that. We're quite we've got quite a full squad otherwise. So yeah, we're I think we're good. But just talking about you saying about Arsenal, I could tell you now exactly that it's not going to be playing. Uh, not like that, sorry. Um, Jacka, or whatever his name is, is that midfielder. He ain't going to be in midfield. I guarantee you, you'll be playing left back because they have got not one left back they trust. Like I mean, said about Tevez, uh, Tavares, whatever his name, Nuno Tavares. He hasn't really been playing well at all, and he's he's been substituting at half time twice. And uh, I said to Dunstan, like, can trust him there, so. I can only I can only see that, or even Cedric might go play left back. But I can, I can, and then I can see a young Belgian player playing in centre mid with Odegaard, personally. But we have to wait and see. I mean, I would love to see Ziyech turn Xhaka inside out and get himself sent off, um, which Xhaka loves to do. But um, we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, Molina, in terms of the tactics going into this game, if Arsenal do have any tactics. Um, how do you think Arteta will approach this game? Um, because Chelsea are really prominent attacking-wise, I, I, you know, I hate to say this, but I don't think we'll be first to create chances. And oftentimes when we do create chances, we, we don't pocket them away when we should. If we're first to score, then the one thing I will say is we should not sit back and invite pressure onto us from the home team, uh, especially since Chelsea is on form. You know, like I said earlier, they're just coming back off a semi-final, entering the cup final into Wembley. And um, I think my predicted 11 is uh, 4-2-3-1. Um, and Ramsdale, I know he's been a good signing so far. But one thing I will say is recently we've been playing out from the back. And if you're going to do that, then I might as well play Leno in goal because he's still contracted for the rest of the season. And he's a better shot stopper than Ramsdale is. Recently, Ramsdale, uh, shot stopping wise, he hasn't been the greatest. And ever since his injury against Liverpool, he injured his hip. He hasn't really been the same footballing IQ wise. I think Leno probably deserves a chance. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, I, as, for, as far as I was aware, Ramsdale was playing obviously really well this season. And Leno, I've, ne- I've, ne- I've never rated Leno personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if he does play, I'd be happy, uh, to say the least. Um, so do you think Arteta's mainly going to stay defensive, almost play a low block then? I do think uh, Arteta will stay defensive and play a low block because Chelsea, the thing that Chelsea is known for is their press. And they like to kind of play a high line like Liverpool do. And I think we're going to have to try to get them on the counter-attack and try to play a low block as much as possible. Um, But I don't see much in terms of attacking-wise with us. Uh, I think it's us entirely relying the game on our youngsters to perform and to be in form for that game. Fair enough. I mean, to be fair to Arteta, Chelsea do struggle against low block teams. Um, even when they're in good form. So it could be the thing that works, but obviously we not, with Arsenal, we know they, there is a mistake in two of them. So um, that, that Chelsea hopefully can punish Arsenal in that way. Um, Wayne, obviously last few games, Thomas Tuchel's been playing this new almost formation with the one and then the two up top. 
Um, do you think he's going to continue with that, or do you think there's going to be a different way how he approaches to break down this Arsenal team? Um, I, I don't see him changing it at all. Um, I think it's suiting the best of Melt, for example. He's, I think, since he's changed it in that formation, Melt has been another in another form. And you look at Werner as well. Werner, since he's played his formation, Werner seems like he's changed and playing really good football. Um, I can't see him changing it. Um, it worries me in the mid in the midfield because it depends on who we play defensively because unfortunately if we played Gino against the team I think that'd be a struggle because he's very slow and methodical player but I am looking forward to um, seeing it because I think, I think it'd be a very decent game I think tactically I think both managers are very very savvy with their tactical awareness so I am actually looking forward to it yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how Tuchel approaches it because obviously we had obviously the semi-final as well as it is getting into the final. You can almost have that worry of will the players take a step off the brakes knowing that the Premier League is kind of done. We're not going to go higher, probably not going to go lower, um, especially the way everyone's playing down there. Um, so I, I do worry whether they'll take their foot off the gas and you had Havertz will look quite tired, other players that have played multiple games in a row. So it'll be interesting to see whether he changes it or plays it together. Because I think one thing with this kind of 4-3-4-1-2 formation is we don't really have many players that can play in that two up top other than Havertz, Werner and possibly Lukaku. But I don't think any of us want to see him there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what we do in that respect. Um, so Melina, what, what, what would be your predicted 11 for this game um as much as i want i know to start i don't think arteta will end up dropping uh ramsdale so i have ramsdale on goal and then a 4-3-2-1 uh nuno Tavares at left back i don't see him being dropped he played well against um at home even though we lost um when he wasn't dropped um gabriel ben white and tomiyasu ben white playing right back um and Tomiyasu, Granit Xhaka, Lukonga, Martinelli, Pepe, and Saka up front. Because Lacazette wasn't in training, and because it's Chelsea, I don't think we should even play him. It's the third t- time he wasn't in training from last week. Um, and again, today he wasn't in training, so I think our attack is better with Martinelli, Pepe, and Saka up front. Uh, Pepe has pace, so something we can use, because with Lacazette, you don't get that. And with Eddie Nketiah, you don't really get um much accuracy going forward into shots on target uh, but martinelli and saka do have that yeah that's fair enough i mean it's a a relatively decent lineup i guess considering obviously the injuries you've got um obviously tavares would be the obvious um weakness within the side um along with other players like jacka obviously but that front three that could give certain players in this team some problems Marcus Alonso for example um, depending on whether he's on form or not um, Wayne we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go through our lineups together I mean starting goal would you would you say Mendy or do you think Kepa might get an option I think it'd still be Mendy I think I can't see him dropping Mendy at the moment yeah I mean obviously back three hearing a lot of different variations obviously Silva it's quite almost rested for the cup game, so you imagine Silver would step back in. Um, what would be your uh, back three? It'd be James, Silver, and Rudiger. Yeah, I mean, obviously in the FA Cup, obviously it was a we'd end up getting the result in the end. But it was for me, it was always kind of a bit of a worry and confusion of why Aspi was at wing back and James centre back, and I've always felt like Aspi was, especially in the first half very just poor in terms of his distribution considering how wing how, how important our wing backs is do you think it'd be better to bring James into that position or and maybe either play a Christensen or an Asby at centre back or would you be worried about that and rather play safe I would not be playing Asby right uh, wing back um, I'll be playing someone else when we get into it but I've 
the reason why I play James White's in the back in this game is because of the threat with Arsenal youngsters over Saka or um, Martinelli or even Smith Rowe, Ogard, Pepe, any of them. They're going to be pacey, they're going to be tricky on the feet, and I'd rather have someone with a bit of strength for them um, and you can keep, keep with them, and James has got that. So I believe James would be a suitable player there right now than Aspie. I think Aspie has great he's a great one-on-one defender, but with, if he goes pace, he's not going to be able to get back in time. And that bothers me a bit. Yeah, so in terms of, obviously, this goes to the wing-backs now, would you play, obviously, I assume Alonso is the only option possible at left wing-back? Or yeah. would you bring in anyone else? No, I, I would think Alonso, I think he's going to be playing left wing back for the rest of the season as he gets an injury. An injury. I think reluctantly to say he's our best left wing back at the moment. Reluctantly. <laughs> yeah. um, so who, who would you put at right wing back then? Uh, it's going to be your man, Bob Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Uh, I, I, I love it that Ruben's in the, in the uh, equation. So do you think it'll be almost that same role that he played at Southampton where he drifted in? And almost switch between a three man midfield and almost yeah. dominate that midfield. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then I assume with obviously the injuries, Jorginho Kante, or do you think Sal will get a nod? I think it would be Jorginho and Kante, but I would love to see Sal instead of Jorginho because I think, I think he deserves one more opportunity in the big game. Um, but wait and see. But um, no, I, I, I couldn't. With our stretch and that's in the middle, unfortunately, we haven't got without Kovacic, then we we left with only two real main centre midfielders all off the cheek. But in what formation I want to play, I'd rather be in that position. So, yeah, that's fair enough. And what would, what would be your front three? Would it be same as the last few games, or would you make any changes? I would make one change um, because I've seen how habits are. Looking tired, um, I would give Red Havertz a rest for this game, but I would play instead of Havertz, I'll play ZH and I'll play ZH further forward with Werner and play Mount in as a train for the midfield. I think it could work. So it'd be similar formation to how we've played, just with ZH being almost a striker role instead of yeah. Havertz. Yeah. I mean, that's fair enough. I think it's an interesting um, team. Melina, would you would you be worried with that team that Wayne mentioned? Uh, as soon as he said Mason Mount, uh, like kind of down the middle, that's the main person I'm worried about. Um, he's been firing and he's been on form. And uh, it's Chelsea at home. So at home, you guys are a different team. I am worried, especially with, with um, your midfield also can outdo us. Um, I know how you guys dominated us off the park from minute one at home um, at the Emirates. And uh, if we're not on top of our game and if we're not trying to press and trying to create chances from the start, it's going to be a long day for, for myself. Yeah, w- would you see any weaknesses in that Chelsea team that Wayne said that you think Arsenal could exploit? Obviously, you got Alonso on the left. Yeah, um, I was just it, about to, to say that. De- I think Alonso, oftentimes, he's not really the fastest. Um, and we can try to dominate from that side and try to exploit that and take advantage of it. But um, it depends what 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 um, what kind of Alonso turns up. That is true, because you can get either amazing Alonso or disaster class Alonso. There's no in-between. Um, obviously, on the other side as well, now this is me speaking from devil's advocate with being a massive fan of Ruben Loftus-Cheek. Do you think you intrigued at how you could break down and take advantage of that? Or do you think I that's... saw his performance recently in the cup match that you guys just played the other day, and he impressed me. But one thing I will say, and Matt, you probably won't like this, is I don't think he's consistent enough. And on his day, he can be great. He can be shining and, and you know, uh, spark it on that pitch. But I just don't see him being consistent enough, and I don't see him much of a threat. Um, hopefully, this doesn't come back to bite me. But um, I don't see it much of a problem. I'm more worried about, you know, missing Mount and your midfield. 
Ruben Loftus-Cheek won the strike incoming now after that. But, uh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, in terms of what I would do, in terms of like, I think I would go a little bit different to Wayne. I mean, I would go, obviously, Mendy in goal, obviously. Uh, wouldn't take any risks with Kepa as well as he has played this season. Um, my back three, I would go with, obviously, Rudiger, Silva, start as always. Um, I would go with Christensen, right centre-back. I think he can do a job in terms of dealing with the pace of whoever will play on the left for Arsenal or when they interchange. Um, because obviously I get that Aspi will be struggling with some of that pace. Um, and then I would play Reese James uh, at right wing back because I think, well, I remember how good Reese James was against Arsenal last time. Um, carved them apart at times. So I think we, we need we need to use him in, in his best position um, where he can really take advantage on that on that side, especially if Tavares is playing. Um, for the midfield, obviously I'd have Alonso on the left because, as we said, reluctantly there's no other position and I think it's 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 almost a battle of who's the worst left back between Tavares and Alonso at the moment, but obviously Tavares will take that uh, hands down. Um, the midfield, I, I would go a bit controversial, no Jorginho. I would go Kante and Ruben. Um, I think Jorginho, the problem I have with Jorginho at the moment, he slows the play down too much and when he slows the play down, it's infectious and comes with the whole team. So I would rather have Kante doing his usual stuff, um, clearing up that Arsenal midfield on his own and then hopefully allow Ruben to have a bit more freedom um, to combine with the three players up front, which I would go with Mount, Werner and I'm tempted still to play Havertz because I'm just not too convinced with how Ziyech would do in that time striker role. I do not want to start Lukaku. And then, again, Pulisic, I don't think he's he, he's better than playing deep. And I don't want to go back to that 2-1. I'd rather play in this 1-2. So I'd maybe try Havertz. And then if he's not, if he looks like he's shattered, then bring Lukaku on at half-time. Um, Melina, would you be, in terms of Reese James at right wing back, was that, would, that, would you say that's one of your biggest threats if he is starting there? Yes, that is very worrying because I know what Reese James can do and he's one of the best, um, you know, right backs in, in the Premier League along with Trent. Um, personally, if we lose this game, I have Reese James, Mason Mount, Kai Havertz in my fantasy team. So as long as they get me points, um, it's shameless to say that I'll still be happy, but part of me will still be pissed off because of the result. Um, but Reese James is a threat on on and off the pitch. He offers so much, and um, I think he uh, our centre backs uh, won't won't have a sniff of him. Yeah, I think at times he's unplayable. I think he's been fantastic. In- this injury season. prone. That's the only thing. Oh, he's he's had a he's had one in. I think he's had one injury. And then when he he's bought... had the injury, it's been long term though. That's the thing. Yeah, I think a hamstring. It, you you never tear a hamstring a little bit. You, you normally just tear. For it me, uh, sorry, this might be off topic, but for me, if he didn't get that injury this season, that kind of ruled him out for a long time. He would be my Premier League youngest young player of the season, a hundred percent. One hundred and ten percent. I think even 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 without that injury, I think that he's still in the debate. I just don't think obviously he's played enough to do that. And the, unfortunately, what we did is we we risked him back, and he was out for another four matches, but. Hopefully, fingers crossed, that's all done now. It's it's sorted and he doesn't get any more injuries. Um, but we'll see how that goes. I mean, in terms of the prediction, Wayne, I'll start with you. Um, how do you see this game going? Um, I think it'd be a tight, cagey affair first half. Um, I can see both teams feeling each other's out, see what we're going to be playing. Um, I think the result will end up would be 2-1. Chelsea, um, I think it'd be. I just think it'd be a very tight uh, game. I think what our legs is. We worked this out earlier, me and you, Matt, on a, what, another on another channel. But um, we were working it all out, and there's only we've only not played three games this season from a located from every tournament and every game, and we've played some extra times in there, penalties. So the legs on our players and with all travelling as well, I don't, I just can't see us winning heavy, 
great for the rest of the season. I think if we win, they're going to be tight games because I think the legs on the players, they're going to, it's going to take them out. It's like you see Havertz on the weekend. It just I think some of the players are going to start having games like that now, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, six, 63 games out of a possible 66, that's a hell of a lot of games. I don't think, I, I, I think it'd be laughable to see how that this current Arsenal squad would deal with that. Uh, I mean, they can barely play once a week, uh, let alone two to three, maybe even four times a week, way, the way we've been playing. Um, Melina, if I'll come to you, how do you think this game's going to go? Um, like I said earlier, I really think we should capitalise from minute one and be organised defensively. Hopefully the midfield is on, on top of their game. I've seen a lot of, a lot of times where our defence is not um, up to par and oftentimes our midfield is sacrificed and then the attack ends up being compromised as well. So if we're not playing together as a cohesive unit, it's going to cost us the game. And if we don't score early on in this game, I think it, it will be difficult for us to get back into it. But with that being said, I do think it can be a tight game. Um, I'm not going to say form goes out the window, although it's kind of like a London derby. Um, I still think form is important, and Chelsea have been the better team on form, bar injuries. Um, and hopefully we turn up. I, I, like I said earlier, Arteta has not lost at the Stamford Bridge yet. Um, but Chelsea have more experienced players than us, and um, you know it's, it's going to be a good game, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, for me, I think in terms of my score prediction, I, I, I was in agreement with Wayne um, early in the day, I think 2-1. I think it's going to be a tight affair. I think Arsenal's goal will be a consolation in the end, um, I don't, I, but I think it will be tight um, throughout the game. It will be 1-0 for a while. Arsenal will try and push, fail, obviously, um, and then... We'll get another, we think it's over. And then last few minutes, I think Arsenal might get one. Probably some sloppy goal because, you know, Chelsea do like to be heart, heart attack FC at times. They like to give us a, a lot of problems. But there you go. Um, it is what it is. So hopefully Chelsea win um, in our case. And I'm sure with Molina, hopefully Arsenal wins. Um, but obviously Arsenal have got a tough run of games coming up after. Um important for the top four um so before we finish we'll speak about a few non topics of the game uh starting with obviously the top four and top six um Wayne what what in terms of positions how do you expect this uh season to finish in terms of top six I think Man City's gonna win the league with Liverpool finishing second um I think we've finished third. I think we will have enough in this, even though I have got that worry that we might finish not in the top four, but I still believe in us in Chelsea. Um, I think the fourth. I think Arsenal might get fourth, um, even though they've got a tough one of games. I think they have got a good side to get the fourth position. Um, it's. I think the fifth will be Tottenham. I think they'll just edge Tottenham out. Um, and I can see West Ham finishing sixth. Um, I can't. I, what I think, I think Man United will miss out. Um, I think there's too much going on there at the moment with a lot of players. Um, both. I know it's uh, not part of football, but I'll see my thoughts are with Christian Ronaldo and he's misses right now. Um, what they've gone through is is a heartbreaking thing, but they've got. I think it's going to be. That's why I think the top four at six will be. Yeah, definitely. I echo them thoughts about um, Ronaldo. Hopefully, uh, him and his family uh, pull through. This is obviously it's one of the worst things that can happen to a human being. Um, so hopefully he's all okay um, and it, everything goes well. Um, Melina, what obviously. The, the, the big question is, will Arsenal get top four? Will Arsenal even get in the top six? Um, but what, what would be your top six uh, by the end of the season? So my Premier League champions by the end of the season, I think Liverpool will win the league. I think Man City will finish second, Chelsea third, Tottenham fourth under Antonio Conte, Arsenal fifth, and Man United um, just below West Ham. 
Interesting, interesting. I mean, I, I would agree. I think Liverpool will go on to win the title, which I think is why it's even more important that Chelsea spoil the quadruple party uh, or Man City spoil <laughs> it. Because um, I, I don't think we'll be able to live with Liverpool fans saying that they've won the quadruple. Um, yeah, they'll, uh, you'll never hear the end of that. Yeah, I think the whole footballing nation will be praying that that doesn't happen. Um, I do think, again, Man City will come second. Chelsea will consolidate third. Regrettably, I think Tottenham will finish fourth. I don't like to say that. Um, but I think under Conte, I think they've just got that spark going a little bit. I know they lost at the weekend, but I think they should overcome that, even though they are... Tottenham, we know how much they like to bottle things, but unfortunately, I think everyone else is also bottling it around them. Um, I'm going to be a bit more controversial with Melina on the pattern. Uh, I think United will get fifth, and I think West Ham will get sixth. Oh my and god, I think Arsenal will finish seventh <laughs> and be fine in the Conference League next season. Um, I mean, to be honest, the only reason they're not eighth is because Leicester City have had a, some disastrous turn in form, um, otherwise. Yeah. They've Arteta. had a lot of injuries as well with Jimmy Vardy. Yeah. Otherwise, Arteta would be celebrating his third, eighth place in a row, despite spending two hundred and fifty million. Um, but you know, uh, that is how it is. Um, Molina, obviously, we kind of all know um, that it's the whole Arteta in, Arteta out. Um, a lot of top breads love Arteta, want wanting to stay, give him a lifetime contract. Most opposition fans agree with that. Um, are you Arteta in or are you Arteta out? No, I'm Arteta out. And, you know, there's one thing to give him credit when he gets things right. You know, reintegrating Martinelli back into the team after he came back from a major injury. But one thing I will say is when you're given the financial backing of 250Ms from the board and the owner, and, you know, you have the final say in the players you sign, but then making excuses when we lose games of, oh, we have a thin squad. You knew we had that thin squad in January. And, you know, I, I think he has a lack of man management, lack of discipline in the team. You saw with Aubameyang, you now see it possibly with Lacazette, uh, Pepe, um, William Saliba, Guendouzi. Guendouzi and Saliba are doing well at Marseille, and I don't think Saliba will want to come back to Arsenal. He was never given a fair chance or a full-on chance like Eddie Nketiah week in and week out is often given chances and he's just not Premier League quality um, championship level player at best. No offense to championship fans but um, I think one thing I will say is he should have never got the job in the first place. He's inexperienced and, uh, and to manage a team like Arsenal you need to have experience and the board going in for someone who had no managerial experience on his CV was, um, you know, it was a poor decision to make. And at that time, um, um, other managers were available, like the likes of Allegri, um, who who knows if he would have came or not. But better managers who were more experienced, who had managerial experience on their CV, were available when Wenger left. Um, and I just think it's not only the manager, but our board... Uh, not the likes of Roman Abramovich. Roman Abramovich poured his soul into Chelsea FC and really wore his heart on his sleeve. And a lot of fans, they know what that meant. Um, you know, now you're under a new owner situation. And thank God the Ricketts have not taken over. Uh, as much as I dislike Chelsea in terms of rivalry, the Ricketts would have ruined the Premier League and football. Um, they, they're very unknown for uh, not the greatest of things. So thankfully that's not happening. Um, but unlike Chelsea, we don't have owners who really care about us. They're more focused on, uh, you know, using our club as a franchise and just the monetary gain off of it. Yeah, I think obviously there are major problems in Arsenal from top to bottom, um, whether it's players, manager, board members, owner. Um, but obviously, as you said, I think Arteta is not the right man. I mean, you could argue the only thing he's known for is being Pep's number two. I mean, I can guarantee all three of us now won't be able to name Pep's current number two without looking on Google. Um, so that kind of proves it. I mean, there's been num many number twos. So amount of number twos Sir Alex Ferguson's had, Steve McLaren, Mike Phelan. 
going to management, absolutely nothing. There's not many number twos, number threes, other coaches that ever go on to actually do good stuff. The only ones I can think of was Bobby Robson had people like Louis Van Gaal under his charge, Jose Mourinho, which kind of shows how good Bobby Robson was in terms of a mental figure that his coaches are the only ones that managed to go through. Um, and obviously Ralph Ragnick was a bit different as more under the school rather than actual proper coaching. But um, there you go. I mean, it, it's it's quite laughable. I mean, obviously, I'm sure Wayne will agree. We, we, we'd all say lifetime contract for Arteta. Um, but obviously, if we're going to be brutally true, I think if he was at Chelsea, he would have been sacked after probably a couple of months, let alone a couple of years. Um, but it is what it is. Uh, we always laugh at Arsenal struggles. I mean, even going into, um, obviously, out of the men's game and into the women's game, I mean, Molina, semi-final didn't go well. Oh, uh, we got eliminated from Chelsea and that ruined, like, that just ruined my my week, weekend even more because, um, you know, it seems like the women didn't put up a fight and it seemed like last minute we didn't we didn't try. Um, and, you know, going, getting knocked out uh, from Wolfsburg as well earlier on in the, in, the, in the season was really disappointing. I think it's time we need a better coach, in my opinion. But it's sad to see some of our ladies like uh, Medaima haven't even signed a new contract. She's probably looking to leave. And we're second in the league with Chelsea uh, women's above us. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm I love it because first game of the season, Jonas Idevel came in. Uh, we played you at the Emirates. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, we we lost out, and he's straight away giving it the big one, um, like as if he's won the league. Um, as typical Arsenal mentality, uh, doing it overdoing it before it's even finished. Um, obviously making Emma Hayes angry, which you don't want to do. Um, then came the FA Cup final, where we completely taught you a lesson and to the point where Emma Hayes was purring uh, <laughs> because it was that good. Um, and then obviously now we've knocked you out the semi-finals of the FA Cup twice. Well, we've knocked you out of the FA Cup twice in the same year, which is quite embarrassing. I mean, to be fair, Wolfsburg knocked you out and Wolfsburg arguably knocked us out of the the group stage of Champions League as well, so we can't really complain yeah, about that. Yeah, they're a very good team, though. Fantastic team. Oh, we can never underestimate Wolfsburg. Uh, fantastic team. I mean, hopefully, in terms of the Women's Super League, Chelsea overcome Arsenal. I think it for us it depends on our two games against Tottenham, which is yes. very strange to have two games in a row against Tottenham because you know I think it's been cancelled three or four times now. Because of COVID, because of COVID, yeah. I think Tottenham. Uh, it must be Tottenham just don't want to play us because they know the results. They know what the results coming. Um, uh, uh. Our game with them also got postponed because of COVID. Yeah, because I think it worked out. That was supposed to be our game in hand, and then it's now not our game in hand because we ours got cancelled and then yours got cancelled, and we played very confusing. Um, but it is what it is. Um, so hopefully that gets sorted out. Um, and I, I would love it if Mia Dima leaves Arsenal because I think that puts Arsenal back down in their place. She, she is very, uh, very they're supposed to be very close to signing for Leon. I heard that. Uh, uh, I hope that's not true. But you know what, Wayne? I, you know, Leon's women's, uh, they're not the worst, but they're also, you know, I think she'll go there, especially for the money, possibly. But I don't think she wants to stay at Arsenal. She's expressed many times, you know, when they ask her about the contract, she's never discussed it and she, she seems to avoid it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I watched the game fully on Sunday and I was so shocked with the lack of attacking effort from yeah. a good attacking side that you've got. And it looked so weak and some of the decisions your manager made was very bizarre, especially putting at right back probably one of your better players who can play left, who's a left back. And she's very dominated in crosses and assists and she and she played right back when, and she felt so defensive she you didn't see a lot of her in the game and that speaks volumes but um i think with our game you can't and i don't know if you agree with this melina but some of the play defensive players we had on our field was they just made your attacking players look numb 
and like yeah. just Carter, just Carter was I thought especially our lack of finishing in the final third in the final third we didn't have end product at all because we were so set up defensively we just couldn't attack it's, I, and it's just it was a I I, I don't be honest it was two absolutely pearl goals from G and Brighton yeah. um, to get past your keeper because your keeper was a very, on very good form. Um, but the thing is with Chelsea, we haven't seen a goal since West Ham. And that, I think that's five or six games now we've gone without seeing a goal. And, we're, and we've changed our keepers in that point. And our defence is always as well. And we, we're talking about defence, say, without Mark, um, Mega Oakson, Mialda, Anderson, they all didn't play and they we still were strong. But um, while we're talking about women's, if it's all right, uh, guys, but I want to send my thoughts and love to Frank Kirby. I hope she gets better soon um, and she gets, and she can sort this out because it's, I, I know it's hard, must be hard for her right now. And it's a big miss for Chelsea, but it's a big miss for England as well in the, for the Euros. Yeah, definitely. I was going to mention that, obviously, Fran, uh, it's hot. Almost heartbreaking in a way, obviously coming back um, from illness previously uh, in a way that sometimes you don't come back, most of the time you don't come back from that. And obviously yeah. to hear this again, um, praying that it's not the worst. Wishing her strength and um, well. Yeah, obviously still being Chelsea's all-time top goal scorer, um, probably one of the best players to ever grace the club. Um we hope she pulls through. Um, I don't think she obviously she won't play the Euros. Um, I don't know whether she'll be even in start of next season, but let's hope that she's back as soon as possible. But at least in terms of Chelsea, we do have enough quality in the attack already to almost unfortunately be able to deal with this situation. But yeah, I hope Fran gets better um, and recovers well so she can come back and smash this record even more uh, than she already has um, but yeah I mean Guru right and she, well, when Wayne when does she when does she not score a goal that's not a screamer oh she, that's the thing she's this season like she's had to play in a position that's probably not suited for her as a left wing back and she played that majority of the season she's been playing left forwards as well but She's just excelled this season with her assists, but her strikes on goal, there have been some of the goals have been so good. And like the kind of goal against your arse on the weekend was she just literally sided foot that, but it, it had that such a nice curl to it that the keeper could not get to it. And it was just right in that corner. And it would, I don't know, I just can't describe how fortunate we are because I think a lot of teams would love to have her this season for the quality she's given to Chelsea and like you said we've got so many attacking forwards and attacking players we're very fortunate and we're talking about this season how many Covid situations we've had and with not only that well congratulations to Liverpool's become pregnant and obviously the situation with Frank Kirby and we've still doing what we're doing it's just that speaks volumes for the Emma Hayes and for the squad depth because everyone gives 100% when they're in that field yeah definitely I think it's Chelsea women's are fantastic and obviously the the strength and depth we've got is fantastic and phenomenal I mean Melina obviously obviously the Mia thing I do think she will leave but I also said it early on that she will leave there could be a shining light to it. There could be a positive, and it does involve actually Chelsea. I think if, if Mia Dima was to leave and you did need a replacement, it wouldn't surprise me if Bethany England takes a trip to North London. Um, I haven't seen any links though, with her yet. I think it's a thing where she's obviously she's not got the game time she wants because simply Benil Harder. Ballon d'Or winner, you're not going to drop her. Frank Kirby, as we said, has been amazing. Sam Kerr, again, fantastic. Unfortunately, she doesn't get the game time she most definitely deserves. Um, and I think there will. I think we've we've been discussing for a long time uh, in the women's community that I think uh, this summer could be the time for her to decide 
finally it's time to move on and get some game time for her uh, for her career. Um, obviously, there has been kind of some rumours with United, but I feel like Arsenal could also be a very decent, a, a, probably a better, much better option for her. So I think obviously there's not any con- any proper rumours about that yet, but that would be one thing that wouldn't surprise me. Um, Wayne, what what would you think of that? Should that happen? Uh, Keen now wherever she'll go, the team will wherever she goes to would be they will sell ten bowls because she's a brilliant striker. Not because just because of the scoring goals and everything like that, but it's a real endeavour. Uh, wanting to fight back. Uh, the fact how look look she got. I don't. Melina watched the game. Obviously, I know you didn't, man. She was busy watching the men's, but the um, when she got struck in that face. I thought that's it. She's she's gone. She's gonna have to come off because her head. No, but she came right back up. And she got right back <laughs> up. He's like, "Yep, yeah, right. That's blue news. That's fine. Let's go for it." And she literally up front. She was running for everything. She didn't. She was in every tackle. She didn't let it get up. to her mentally too. Yeah, she's. I think whatever whoever she goes to, if she goes to Arsenal, that's just gonna add to attacking. But she's still gonna have people in front of her. Fortunately. She's got to prove herself, and same with Man United. But she is definitely 100%. If we lose her, we're going to miss a massive hole, and we're going to have to fill something, someone there big time because she's she's an absolute brilliant team player. Yeah, Melina, would that be your? Should that ever happen? Your dream kind of scenario? Should me and I would live? love it because. I think she's a fighter and, and someone who truly plays for the badge, something that we lack oftentimes and we need to strengthen in our ladies' team. Yeah, well, fingers crossed that doesn't happen. I do think, actually, with Fran being out, that might be the opportunity for Bethany to come back in, although the early argument is you have players like Jesse Fleming, Gura Wrighton, who's been playing out of position, Aaron Cuthbert, Lauren James, there's so many attacking products um maybe arsenal men could do one or two um to improve their attack uh i think our whole men's team needs to take notes from the ladies team to be honest except the the, uh youngsters yeah i mean obviously i think you could do with a bethany england maybe in the men's team so but but we'll we'll, we'll wait and see for that (laughs) um anyway i mean this is a end to what's been a wonderful centenary podcast my voice has managed to last the 57 minutes and actually it's probably got a bit better than the start actually uh so i apologize for everyone that's had to listen to my croaky voice but it's what happens when ruben lost his chick scores an absolute screamer and, and wembley for a semi-final um but it is it is what it is um first of all i'd like to thank wayne for coming on for the first time and hopefully won't be the last goals are always be here for the podcast and be here for you, Matt, and for and it's lovely to be here and it's brilliant to have a good conversation with Melina because it's a nice it's nice to have a decent conversation with an Arsenal fan. So yeah. <laughs> you don't you don't you don't get met too many of them around. That's for sure. And once again, Melina, thank you for coming on, taking some of the banter. Luckily Jester's wasn't on, otherwise I imagine the banter would have been turned up a lot more. Um, well, it is what it is. But thank you for coming on again once, once again, Melina. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast on the 100th episode. Um, I really appreciate it. And it's great to be back on here on Worldwide Shells. I'm looking forward to the game. And I'm looking forward to the YouTube stream after the game as well. I'll probably be there, win or lose. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, get hopefully get you on. And, uh, whether it's win or lose, we, we, we're we're quite um good in that we, we won't we won't hide away if arsenal do give chelsea a pepper in which whether that will happen or not is another question um obviously miracles do happen lotteries are one so maybe it's arsenal's lottery this time around um but one more big announcement um before we finish this wonderful pod obviously i did say last time that we have a big announcement ready for episode 100 and that is that we we really want to get you guys involved a bit more, um, have your opinions, get a good community growing. So we have finally opened the Worldwide Shelf Discord chat. Uh, so we're going to have a men's chat. We're going to have a women's chat. We're going to also have a Q&A chat where we'll get you to bring in some questions and we'll answer on the pod just so we can get your 
opinions, your views. Uh, we'll get you to vote through man and matches after each games. And then we'll also include some voice channels so we can get some nice debates going because, you know, us Chelsea fans, we never can agree on anything. So I imagine there'll be a lovely, a lot of good debates for you to have in there. Um, so what I'll do is I'll put the link down in both the Spotify and Apple description so you can go check that out. Uh, say hello to all of us that are in there. We'll all be in there soon. Um, and we'll all have a lovely chat. Uh, so make sure you join the Discord chat and you keep supporting the pods as usual. Spotify, Apple, rate them, like them, download them, helps us out massively. Um, and hopefully all of that support will help us grow uh, and we'll get to 200, 250, 500 and one day a thousand podcast episodes, which I'm sure Wayne and Melina will be back on for them one day. Um, and we'll be, we'll be doing this for forevermore. Um, so thank you for all listening. This is Matt, Wayne, Melina signing out. Up the Chelsea, uh, not so the Arsenal. <laughs>